Well, hello, this is Brother John with Elijah Power Ministries. It's November 4th, 2020, a beautiful Wednesday evening. And unless you're stuck under a rock, you know what's going on in the United States. Yesterday was the official general election day to determine who will be the next president of the United States. And I tell you what, the incumbent president, Donald Trump, and the challenger, Vice President Joe Biden from the Obama administration, are pretty much in a dead heat. Now, as it stands right now, the electoral college votes are President Trump, 213, challenger, Vice President Joe Biden, 253, and counting. There's about seven states that are in play, and many of those uh, votes are being counted. And, you know, Joe Biden is only 17 electoral college points or votes away. And of course, in the United States, we have this crazy thing called the electoral college. It's been around for ever from the beginning. And we have the general uh, we have the popular vote. Usually the popular vote is won by the person who doesn't win the presidency. And right now, well, as it stood yesterday, Vice President Joe Biden won the popular vote. So but the but the actual presidency is determined by the Electoral College. And I won't go into how that's determined right now, but it just goes to show you. It just goes to show you, you can never say what will happen. All we've heard for weeks is Joe Biden is five, six, seven, and in some cases, double digit points ahead of President Trump. And he's going to sweep this election. And this is day two of counting votes. And we still don't know who the next president will be. Same thing happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. She was going to destroy President Trump. He's a novice, which he was and he still is in many ways. And um, he couldn't stand a chance. Well, all he did was win the presidency. And now Joe Biden, who has a plethora of different government experience at the federal level over Donald Trump, over many, many people. He is a very smart man. And I, I tell you, you know, I, I, it looks like Joe Biden may pull this thing off. And then again, maybe he won't. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of electoral college votes still up at to uh, still up for grabs. And I just heard not even 15 minutes ago that Georgia, the state of Georgia, is now in play for Joe Biden. I mean, who would have thought? that the state of Georgia would be in play for Joe Biden because all we heard yesterday and earlier today was Georgia was going to President Trump. You know, a lot of people are sick and tired of President Trump. Let's just be honest about that, okay? A lot of people are sick and tired of his antics, his insults, the lack 
of rebuking white supremacists, the lack of compassion for those who are in need, especially those who come to the southwest border of the United States wanting entry so they can have a better life. He has many of them in cages right now, let's be honest. And the fact that he and the Republican Party want to take away health care for millions of Americans and people forget it was the Republican, the Republican masses who rebuked Republican leaders right before the midterm two years ago and told them they better not take away the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as the Obama, um, Obamacare. It wasn't the Democrats. I mean, Democrats were upset about it as well. Don't get me wrong. But the masses of Republican citizens were extremely irate knowing that their health care could be taken away. And again, this this show isn't about bashing Republicans, okay? because there's enough to go around on Democrats, too. I'm just stating the fact that a lot of people are just really upset with President Trump and they really don't like President Trump. Let's be honest about it. You know, it's kind of odd that. Most people who do like President Trump, those are people with wealth. And the ones who don't have wealth who like President Trump, they like him for various reasons. They like him because they think he's all for white people, which he has not done much to discourage that way of thinking, by the way. They think that he is anti-immigrant. He hasn't done much to discourage that either. I mean, his first couple weeks in office he was fighting to issue a muslim ban now you can dress it up and call it whatever you want that's what it is it's a muslim ban to ban people from different predominantly muslim countries from coming into the united states and he claimed that they're all terrorists now we know that's not true we know that's not true we have fantastic arab americans living here in this country and they're great citizens And we have many of them in their graves right now who have fought America's wars and they gave the ultimate sacrifice. So, you know what? They deserve respect and honor. So, you know, you can't stereotype people and be racist and expect everyone to respect you back. Okay, so that's just a fact. And then you have Joe Biden, who, you know, many people call names. They say, you know, he's a corrupt politician from many decades ago. Many people are still upset with him about the crime bill from the late 80s, early 90s with then President uh, Bill Clinton that put so many black people in jail unfairly. And several of them are still in jail to this day. It just it was mass incarcerations of black people. Joe Biden was one of the um, uh, vanguards, if you will, promoting that particular bill. And people are still mad at him today for it. And I'm I'm, I'm aggravated with him as well for that he and bill clinton now bill clinton has come forth and apologized for it but the fact still remains that you know it it grossly grossly disadvantaged black people and um the sentencing guidelines in this country have never been fair you could take a black person and match him against any person from any other ethnicity they commit the same exact crime the black person will always or have always has always received the greater sentence. Now, what people say institutional racism doesn't exist. Well, we know that is a flat out bold lie. That is a lie. And it has been a lie from the beginning. You know, systemic racism is very much alive and well. 
And so, I mean, look, as I said last night in the show last night, here's the deal. If you're not praying and seeking God and just trusting God, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be a nervous wreck over this election. A nervous wreck. I have some trepidation. I can't lie about that. I do. I have some nervousness, some angst about who may who the next president of the United States may be. I know who I want it to be, but that's a private that's a private opinion. That's a private matter. You know, when you go into the voting booth, there's a reason why it's a booth. It's not an open table so everyone can see who you vote for. So, you know, I reserve the right to keep my vote private. But a lot of people have angst and, and anxiety and they're upset about this whole process. I am aggravated that it's not done and over with yet. But look, I get it. You're talking about the next four years. Every vote has to be counted. There's so many more people who voted in this election that did not vote in the 2016 election. And that's great. That is wonderful. That's what you want. You want participation. You, you want Americans participating in one of the most American events that could ever happen. And that is your right to vote and getting out there and voting. So, hey, I applaud all my fellow Americans who vote. I don't care who you voted for. That's your business. But I applaud everyone who voted, period. You know, and, and um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And um, like I said last night, trust God. You know, if people say, well, you know, Brother John, who do you want to win? Well, I know who I want to win, but the, the bottom line is my king already won. He didn't have to be elected. He was born, praise God, in a manger. Praise God, over 2,000 years ago. And so as long as I put my trust in him, I'm winning anyway. So it doesn't matter who the next suit is that sits in that White House. As I said last night, I know who's in my father's house, and that's my father. Praise God. So either way, if you believe, if you believe what's in that word, the Holy Bible, if you would really believe it, you know God is going to take care of you. You know he's going to take care of you. You know it's going to be okay. I'm not saying that trouble won't come. But trouble won't last always, praise God. Hallelujah. And we know that when we call on the name of the Lord, we are safe. And we know that when we look to the hills from which cometh our help, our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We know we're going to be okay. Praise God. And the Bible says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Praise God. But you always trust in the Lord. And what does Psalm 20 say? Psalm 20 says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. Praise God. So you, you put your trust in a president if you want to you put your trust in a congress if you want to you put your trust in a supreme court if you want to but i will remember the name of the lord my god hallelujah so do what you want but i'm here to tell you that there's someone that's sitting high above that white house and he's on the throne and he's not getting off and he won't relinquish his authority to any man anytime soon Praise God. So we're waiting. We're waiting to see who's going to win this thing. And um, no matter who wins it, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray God give them wisdom. 
knowledge and understanding to do a great job for all Americans. Praise God. Not just a select few, but for all Americans, because whoever that person will be, will be my president. Okay. No matter what, that person will be my president. And so I want that person to do right by the people. And so, you know, we as Christians, we we get very arrogant sometimes and we forget that as Romans 10 said, it says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, raise your hand if you were once a whosoever. But now God calls you his son or his daughter. Raise your hand. I can raise my hand. So instead of pointing a finger, I'll reach my hand out to shake a hand and kneel in prayer with somebody and say, you know what? The same God who loves me loves you. Right? Because, see, that's what we're called to do. Christian means to be like Christ. And the first Christians were called Christians in Antioch many years ago. Other than just being called disciples. So if you are a Christian, it means you are Christ-like. Ask yourself earnestly, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do if he finds himself in the midst of individuals who are not a member of his part, members of his party? Not that he has a party. He has no party. We need to be. We need to let him be the shepherd and we follow him. Praise God. He doesn't have a party, even though some people try to act like as if act as if he does. He does not. But all I can tell you is. Christians. Let's just be Christians. Stop letting these political talking heads control your mind and have you disliking and hating people because they think differently from you, because their philosophy is different from yours, because their ideology is different from yours. But see, that's Christians are called to love folks. And spread the good news and share Christ. How are you sharing Christ when you're too busy shouting at people that you don't like because someone told you they have conditioned your mind to dislike folks that you don't even know. Never even had a conversation. But they look a certain way or you know they're a member of a certain group or even of a certain race or a certain gender. And by by gender, I mean those who identify with the gender who that they were not born under. You, you know what I'm saying? You end up hating folks instead of saying, you know, thus says the Lord or the word of God says, you know what I mean? There's so much hatred. And it seems like there's more hatred the last four years than I've ever recalled in my life. I mean, really. So much hatred. It's just untenable it's 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 ridiculous and so much deception I, I dare somebody to crack open a bible and read second timothy chapter three just read it we're in that time <laughs> we're in that time where you have people who are lovers of themselves and boastful and proud and disrespectful to parents they're murderers they're liars they're cheaters they're backstabbers. They're whoremongers. I mean, that's been going on a long time, guys. That didn't just pop up. But that's where we are. 
And so if you don't have the love of Christ in your heart where you can love those type of people that fit those particular categories I just mentioned, they're not the problem you are. Because how can you say you love God, right? But you know, you know there are people who don't know God and you hate them? Well, wait a minute. Now, I, I recall reading how there's no one righteous, no, not one. I recall reading how the Gentiles, I mean, I'm not talking about Jews, how the Gentiles had to be grafted in. I remember when, I remember reading in Acts chapter 10 how Peter had to go to Cornelius' house. But before he went there, he saw a dream and a vision of these animals coming down in a sheet. And he heard the words, rise, Peter, kill and eat three times. And that was the Holy Spirit telling him, there's other folks who needs to be brought into the kingdom. And didn't Jesus himself say he has other sheep that are not of this fold? Let's talk about the Gentiles who had to be grafted in. But see, we forget where we come from and we start picking, pointing fingers at everybody. Well, those people, they believe in abortion. Well, those people, they believe that they in spending too much or those people are too conservative. Let me let me explain something to you real quick, real quick. So it help you out just a little bit. All murder is abortion. OK, get off your high horse. All murder is abortion. You think Tamir Rice wasn't aborted? When that police officer jumped out of that car and terminated that little boy's life, didn't ask him any question, didn't ask him if he had a toy gun, didn't ask him what was he doing at the party today, didn't ask him where he lived, didn't ask him where his parents was, nothing. Just jumped out of the car and killed him. You think George Floyd wasn't terminated? You think that what's going on in Chicago with people killing each other, you think those aren't abortions? Every life that ends in murder is aborted. I don't care if it's the first trimester or if you're 90 years old. All murder is abortion. So don't be the hypocrite and pick and choose which murders you find more important. Don't be the hypocrite. I would suggest you get out of that argument altogether. Get out of that argument. But it, it's funny that people go so, get so, quote, religious over abortion and treating children right, but they barely say a word when children are being marched in cages on the southwest border. Now, I find that intriguing. I guess as long as it's not their kid. Right? Which is sad. It's terrible. Or what about all the many kids in Africa who may be starving? Now, the United States is a very generous country. I'm t don't don't get don't take me the wrong way. Very generous country. But the point I'm making is if you're so concerned about children, you really care about the well-being of children 
Why aren't you speaking out more? Why aren't you doing more? You, you're so concerned. What are you doing? Other than pointing a finger and saying, look at those people. Well, these people. And I dare you to read Roe versus Wade. The original and only opinion by those justices. And I want you to count how many justices were Republican who voted in favor and how many justices were Democrat who voted in favor of abortion. And you let me know. See, stop listening to all these talking heads and do your own research. I dare you. I dare you to educate yourself. I dare you. And see, I have a problem with many people who call, I'm going to be honest and real. I have a problem with many people who call themselves Christian and they go to church and they point fingers at everybody. It just happens to be that most people who do that are in that party that they feel is so righteous. That's nothing but self-righteousness. Okay. Now, if you're wondering, I've been an independent 99.9% of my entire life. Okay. So you can come at me if you want to. That's your business. But I'm just here to tell you there's too much self-righteousness going on. The church needs to be the church. Stop letting politics dictate how you feel about other people. That's the point I'm trying to make. Because all have sinned, Republican and Democrat, and fallen short of the glory of God. Period. Independent alike. That's all I'm saying. And it really gets under my skin when I hear and see these folks talking about, well, I'm going to vote for this person because this person's a Christian and this person has a biblical worldview. I was in church one time. And I heard a, church, a pastor say that vote for the one who has a biblical worldview. No, I'm going to vote from the one who doesn't have a biblical worldview. I'm going to vote for the one who's out here doing something to affect the world, to change the world from a biblical standpoint. You see the difference? Because a lot of folks just talk a good game because they want your they want your vote. But I'm going to actually vote for the people who are trying to be inclusive and affect change and do something about the various key issues we have going on in this country. Who's actually trying to do something about it instead of just talk about it? That's the person or people who get my vote because no party tells me what to do. As I said, I've been an independent 99.9% of my life. No, I don't get into that talking head issue. And I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I'm just being honest with you. I hate it when Christians just start pointing the finger. Stop pointing the finger. And right now, like I said in the, in the opening, we have a battle for the White House going on. But at the end of the day, we Christians, we ought to just trust God. Pray for whoever is in there. Don't come with all that vitriol and that hatred. And, you know, I had a Christian tell me back in 2000. Uh, what, when was this? I guess it was 2016. Before the election. Oh, I can't stand that guy. Talking about President Obama. I can't stand him. This is a Christian woman that I've done ministry work with. I'm like, well, what do he do to you that you can't pray for him? I mean, what do he do to you that? You know, you you hate the man. I mean, you steal your milk and cookies. I mean, what what are you, what are you talking about? Oh, I can't stand. Let me tell you something. My Bible tells me I don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Okay. There are some things that 
I don't particularly like about several presidents. But to say I can't stand him, I hate the guy. Look, there are things about Donald Trump I can't stand. There are things about Barack Obama I can't stand. There are things about Bill Clinton I can't stand. George W. Bush I can't stand. But to say I can't stand the person, that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. It makes no sense. I always look at the policy, not the person. Does that make sense to you? I look at the policy, not the person. I don't know these people. The very one I say I don't like could end up being one of my best friends if I knew him personally. I mean, what, what? My job as a Christian man is to pray for them and pray for their salvation. Look, it's up to them. It's up to them. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's up to them. You pray for them. You don't be so full of hatred and animosity that you just, you can't stomach the person. Come on. Give me a break. It's always the policy, not the person. You don't know them personally. So, Christian person, if you're listening to this, those of you who are, get on your knees and pray for that person that you say you really do not like. And if you do it, if you do it from your heart, I believe God will make a change in you and them. In you and them. Because no man is perfect. Praise God. Well, anyway, remember. Just trust in God. As I said last night. Put him first in all that you do. And seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything you need to be added on to you. Including your peace. When it comes to this election. And the Bible says. If you keep your mind stayed on him. He'll keep you in perfect peace to begin with. So we're going to keep our mind stayed on him. In Jesus name. And I'm going to pray. Lord God I just thank you right now Father. I thank you God for the opportunity to come before you. Once again. With boldness. Hallelujah. And to pray. God I pray for. These two leaders, President Trump and I pray for Vice President Biden, that whoever wins this election, Lord God, that you would give them the wisdom, the knowledge and the understanding to lead correctly and that people will be brought together and unified. And Lord, and that this country will move forward, move forward as one in Jesus name and that you will keep all our enemies at bay. Yes, Lord God, and that you will make even our enemies be at peace with us. And those who are our enemies, God, that I pray that one day we no longer have to call them enemies, that we can call them friends. Yes, God, that's that's my prayer tonight. And Lord God, we thank you, Lord, and your will be done in heaven and on earth in Jesus name. And God, all the people who are worried about this election, who have true Anxiety. I ask you to give them peace and help us, Lord God, to look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. The author and finisher, meaning the originator and the perfecter of our faith. God bless us to look to you. And that you will in return. Give us 
the peace that we need. And let's, let us just walk into that peace and just know that no matter what, God, we're going to put you, we're going to see you high and lifted up and in control in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And again, I would be remiss in my duties as a man of God, as an ordained minister, if I didn't ask you, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Is he your friend? Have you talked to him today like you talked to your friend or your mother or your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend? Are you in pursuit of the Lord? Are you in pursuit? Many are in pursuit of many things, a career, a house, a car. But are you in pursuit of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Have you caught up to him? Have you reached out and grabbed a hold of his garment? Hallelujah. Have you been changed? Have you been transformed? Well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get to know him right now. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not maybe, not perhaps, not I hope so, not well, check back with me next week. No, shall be saved. Praise God. And so all you have to do is say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I know that I am a sinner. I've been living wrong and I need you to transform me and change me into the person you call me to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. Forgive me of all my sins right now. Be my Lord and Savior. And I put all my hope and trust in you. And teach me your word. Bless me to live for you all of my days. Change me right now. Holy Ghost come. Hallelujah. Right now. And I thank you for being my Lord and Savior. I accept you God. My answer is yes to you God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening. This has been Brother John from Elijah Power Ministries. And we talked about the election that's going on right now. We talked about self-righteousness a little bit from Christians. We talked about not being so judgmental and praying for people and, and not disliking people because they're a member of a different party or group or the way they look or whatever the situation might be. But we're going to look to God and trust him. And we're going to acknowledge him in all of our ways in Jesus' name. And he will direct our path. God bless you. We'll be back.